Hi guys, and welcome back to Confessions of Wannabe It Girl. Today I am joined by Maya, who is a singer-songwriter and has a TikTok presence that supports her singing career. She recently released a song called Victim Card and it's popping off. We are talking all things independent artists. So you want to be an it girl? Welcome back to Confessions of a Wannabe It Girl. Today I am joined by Maya and I'm going to jump right into it. I'm kind of going to throw this right on you. When people ask you what you do, what do you say? I tell them that I uh, am a singer-songwriter and that I'm a musician, but I also do a lot of social media stuff. And I started all the social media stuff to kind of help me, you know, advertise all my music and stuff when I started release- releasing everything. And I just tell them that, I mean, most people, obviously, if I, I don't say I'm a TikToker because okay. for me, like a lot of people like refer to me as a TikToker because that's what I like got like pretty big on, mm-hmm. but I started on Instagram and everything else. So like for me, TikTok was just like another outlet that I could use like other than Instagram. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm like, I guess I'm a TikToker, but like I'm a musician. Okay. <laughs> I love that. I love literally how clear you are that like it is for to do music. Yeah. It's not like you wanted to be a TikToker and then you were like, let's make music. Exactly. Does that annoy you that some TikTokers go that way? I have spoken about this before and a lot of people don't like when I say that, um, when I talk about that stuff. Well, I think it's annoying. So I mean, genuinely, like there are people that, you know, do TikTok and like already had a passion for music beforehand, Mm -hmm. which is great. And they use the platform in so many cool ways to like help expand that. And I think it's awesome. But there are also a lot of people that might look at it as a quick cash grab or as a way that they can, you know, just one day wake up and be a musician. And Mm -hmm. the thing is, like, music is subjective. You can make tons of different types of music and it's going to be – there's different people that are going to like it. But um, there are a lot of people that just never really had the passion for it before and their managers might be like, hey – I'm sorry, but people like there, there no. are, I'm not going to name drop. I don't want to sure. do that. But like, there are a couple of people who their managers just are like, you know what? This might be a good idea, you know? And then they go out and do music, which. No, I'm the same way. I believe like you go into something with like the craft you want or you're, you know, or the craft you're passionate about. Like you don't hire like somebody who's never, my acting teacher says this all the time to be like a brain surgeon who was like, oh, well, I was a really good psychiatrist. So now I'm a brain surgeon. Like it doesn't work like that. So I don't know. I feel very similarly. Okay. The difference is a lot of those people don't write their own songs too. Like, I mean, you know, Charlie D'Amelio, she didn't write, I mean, she might've co-written. I I will give her, there might be some credit on there somewhere, but you know, they have a table of the best songwriters sitting around there helping give her the best possible thing to give her so that it does well. And the thing about musicians that write their own music and stuff and are independent artists who aren't signed and don't have all those publicists and all these people to help them. It's like, this is all stuff that I've written completely myself and just like had my professor's critique and gone to school for and all this. And I'm getting a songwriting degree from Berklee College of Music. Um, So it's a little bit frustrating because I, you know, I'm doing all this on my own. Mm -hmm. And I really wish I had that kind of team to be able to, you know, 
help set everything up for me, but I'm the one sitting here setting up my music videos, setting up, you know, figuring out who's going to produce my music, how I'm going to pay for it, Mm -hmm. how I'm going to pay for the video. And for me, that is the, the biggest part that is tough for me to see is that like, I'm not able to have the top people that can sit there and help me. But sometimes that's just life. And so I got to do it myself and, you know, doing the best I can. <laughs> I love that. I totally want to go into the whole like for independent artists and life and what even I think I saw something on your TikTok and it was like a transplant. And I was like, I don't even know what that means, but we'll get there. Okay. But I want to go way back and talk about like, when did you get into music? How did this all start? When did you start going to Berkeley? Give us your whole path to right. this point. <laughs> I mean, I've been, I've been singing since I was a little kid. I always did like theater stuff when I was in middle school and um, in high school, I did show choir and stuff like that, which show choir was actually the thing that like got me to really be able to be on the stage a lot mm. more. Like I was on the stage a lot growing up but I was on big stages for these show choir oh, wow. things. And like I had, you know, people that were like my fans, like from high school show choir, That's you sick. know? And so, you know, when I, when I graduated and everything and was actually like, all right, here we're in music industry land. Like this isn't mm-hmm. just like performing on a stage in high school. Um, but that, that kind of stuff was what like made me grow even more of a love for like performing. I was like, I want to perform my own songs. Like mm-hmm. I love doing all of this stuff and like putting 150% into the things that I do. But at the same time, I'm like, I need to sing my own music so that, you know, I can feel like I'm able to do genuinely what I've been wanting to do my entire life. And like, I've been writing since I was pretty young too. My dad has like a picture of me writing on the shower floor when we went to Australia one time. Like I was literally writing random. It's stupid. It says like, Hey, nay, something random. I don't know. But I was really young and I'm sitting on the floor of the shower, like writing on this random piece of paper. Mm. And it was one of those things where it was like, I felt like that came naturally to me even before I even really knew how to do it. I had a songwriting lesson for the first time when I was like 13 mm-hmm. and they taught me like the main structure of writing songs and that was that was what really gave me the materials to be like oh this is how I can actually finish a song and mm-hmm. do this um, and then I took a bunch of songwriting courses in college and everything which has helped shape that as well but um, I've just been honestly like my, my parents are really supportive so I've been mm-hmm. actively doing just any performance and music opportunities that I could possibly have growing up but, I love that. Yeah. Was it all like, did you always know you were going to do this? Yeah. And I mean, for me, it's also about self-expression, mm. you know, for, for me, like growing up, like, you know, I was, I was bullied. I struggled a lot with my identity and stuff like that. And music like really, really helped me to be able to kind of put into words like, and melodies and everything kind of encapsulate like who I am and like the things I want to talk about. Um, so I've just been working really hard to do that. I love that. Describe your style and your style of music. How would you say your sound is? Okay. So my specific sound for music, I would just say like alternative pop punk, try to keep it pretty broad because I have a crap ton of influences in my life. Mm. I listen to a lot of pop punk music and I listen to a lot of like Blink-182, Neck Deep, My Chemical Romance, stuff like that. But I also grew up with my main influence as Lady Gaga. And it's, it's funny because I don't write the kind of music that she necessarily would do, but she she has so much influence mm-hmm. on my music 
in a way where it's like she's not afraid to express herself a hundred percent and just put herself out there. And so that, that, you know, her standing for that and me seeing that growing up. And I went to a couple of her concerts. So I'd be just sitting there like, I want to be able to inspire people like that one day. I want to be able to make music that other people can connect to and listen to and be like, you know, I've, I've gone through this too. I can think of 30 people in my head that have done this to me. And I listen to this song and it feels therapeutic Mm -hmm. because when I'm finished with a song and all of the songs I write are about things I've gone through in life, when I'm finished with a song, feels like I've like finished encapsulating all of those emotions. And then when I listen back to it, it's almost therapeutic to be able to hear a whole song that's been completely catered to the situation I just went through. Mm. So so you have a nice ray too of like influences. Yeah, definitely. And like, I also was really, I've just been really inspired by a lot of like strong female writers and mm. songwriters and stuff uh, because the music industry is very, very male dominated, especially, especially as far as, um, songwriting. I mean, I oh, really seen some statistics where it's like, I, I don't want to say exact statistics because I will not remember it off the top of my head, <laughs> but I will say the percentage of like female songwriters, like when they like, you know, are like, all right, we need the best songwriter to come write a song for Charlie D'Amelio. Mm-hmm. It's, there's a lot more male writers that are like looked towards rather than, I mean, there are female writers, obviously, yeah. but I would like to see an influx of more female writers in the industry. I'm shocked by that. Do you have any ideas as to why you think it's like that? I mean, a lot of times, like, one of the the main reasons that I wanted to get a songwriting degree, I mean, this isn't the main, main reason, but I knew that as a woman, I I wasn't going to be taken as seriously. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times, like, I mean, even, like, some people make fake manager emails saying it's a guy, you know, to do their business stuff. And they'll have a better interaction if they pretend they're a guy dealing with all that than if they were the one emailing themselves. Right. And it's just like, I don't exactly know how to fully explain, like, but the thing is, is that I just feel like a lot of times, like, we're not taken as seriously as female musicians and writers. So I feel like if I have a degree and I've studied all of this mm-hmm. and I have worked really, really hard to learn as much about it as I possibly can. And I have this damn degree. Yeah, you do. I'm hoping that, you know, I'll be taken more seriously. And it's... You know, I shouldn't have to be hoping they take me seriously. Exactly. I should be like, take me seriously, goddammit. You know right. what I mean? Walk in but, and put it out on the table. Yeah. Literally and, bring your diploma around with you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but that's what I've been doing more. I, I'm trying to be a lot more forward mm-hmm. with what I – and I'm always, I've always been a very forward person. But with this kind of stuff, you kind of have to be like, this is me. This is who I am. This is my stuff. Hear it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because otherwise it's just kind of like you can't live – feeling timid about it because you're scared people aren't going to take you seriously or you'll just never do it. So at a certain point, I'm just like, slam on the freaking gas. Right. Do all that you can and show your presence and show that you're there. And strong female presences are dominating the music industry right now, currently, as they're rising with Megan Thee Stallion and a bunch of like other awesome like female artists. But, you know, people are, we're we're taking the forefront. We're not, Mm. we're not wanting to be, we don't want to have to be like limited to what we can and can't do. Right. No, absolutely. It's kind of, it's just so crazy to, when I think about entertainment, even as a whole, how much of like art is just created by males. It's just insane. And I'm like, what is it going to look like hopefully sooner rather than later when it's not, you know? 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, I just think that there's enough room for everybody. And sure. like the point the thing is it's not like, oh, I don't want to hear any I don't want any men in the industry. That's mm. not that's not the goal. But it's the the thing is we need more inclusivity. We need men in the mu- music industry that are going to push to help the female mm-hmm. the female people in the music industry because at the end of the day like we don't get we, we need those people to be advocating for us just mm-hmm. as, as much as we are. So. Absolutely. So we're talking a lot about the industry. <laughs> Let's go into that. What I saw on your TikTok, I saw somebody said like transplant comment and like you commented back or like industry transplant. I'm like, oh, what? industry plant. Plant. Yes. Industry transplant. <laughs> what does that even mean? Okay. So this is, this is actually a good topic. So, uh, a lot of people know recently there was a, a band called Tramp Stamps that came okay. out on, uh, on TikTok and, and all three of the girls basically had failed music careers and okay. their, their managers put them together into, or, or record label into mm-hmm. one band okay. where they were like, all right, you guys are all going to dye your hair, change everything about you. And you're going to mark, we're going to market you towards all the TikTok alternative people that are looking for this kind of stuff. Whoa. And no one ever, <laughs> no one specifically, you know, came out and admitted that. Yeah. The thing is the internet was able to tell. figure it out because when these girls were releasing these songs, they just were sounding like really like they were trying. There was one song I said, I, I'd rather die than date another straight white guy or something. And it was almost like it was trying a little bit too hard so to sound hard. woke. Yeah. <laughs> that it was like trying to li- – it was like listening to You can to see like- through it. It was like you could tell that it yeah. was written by older people. Right. That wanted to see what would work for the younger audience. Right. And so those girls got called out as an industry plant, which an industry okay. plant is when a record label will take people from their label, different mm-hmm. people, and say, this is who you are now. This is what you're going to be. This is your background. This is your story that you're going to tell everybody. Wow. And it's basically all bullshit. It's all yeah. a lie. And uh, someone commented on my my video on, on TikTok of my music video the other day and said, industry plant. And I, I made a little video of me kind of responding to that. And the first thing I said is, you know, you have to be a part of like a label to be an industry plant, right? Mm-hmm. Like if I was a part of, lab- of a label and like they made me an industry plant, I'd have a lot more money, man. <laughs> You know, I'm like, if I was an industry plant, I'd have a lot more money. Right. So you're like, okay. (laughs) So I'm sitting here and I'm like, you know, I'm I'm actually the complete opposite of an industry plant. I'm sitting here self-funding everything myself, doing all of it myself. I don't have people representing me, as I said before. So that's why, you know, people were just kind of chuckling and saying like, how the hell could you say that she's an industry plant? She doesn't even have a record label. Wow. (laughs) I mean, A, I'm kind of still shocked that that still happens. I feel like that's something I thought like didn't happen anymore. Like I thought that was so like nineties and like early two thousands, but I I can see it. You know, you're like, they're like, Oh, we could try to make a buck this way. So they give people these whole new identities and they live out this story. It's literally playing a character. It's it's all completely, completely fake. And it's like, if you look back at my pages and stuff, you can see I've been doing this for a while. (laughs) Been this person for a minute. Yeah. Like you've always been, I think, this exact person. So it's like you didn't re rebrand yourself. I didn't just I didn't just like appear like (laughs) this one day and change everything. I mean, in high school I dressed like, you know, like way, way different, but it Mm -hmm. was because people would have absolutely given me shit if I dressed the way that I do now. So, you know. (laughs) And so now you would say, and I guess always say you're an independent artist. Yeah. And what does that really mean? I feel like the guy on walking down the street could be like, I'm an independent artist. But like, 
what does it actually mean to be so, in your position? Being an independent artist basically just means that you're doing everything that a bunch of these artists are doing with labels, but independently. So like, you know, labels help a lot of artists with their music videos, with getting their songs produced, with doing all these things, but I don't have that kind of help. So it's like, um, I'm, I'm my own manager. I'm my own social media manager. I'm my, I got to fund all this stuff myself. So that's what makes that, that's what's different between being an independent artist versus being signed to a label is that mm-hmm. you got to do everything yourself and uh, you got to find how you can make everything fit your budget. <laughs> and do you think it's easy or it's hard? Definitely not easy at all. Um, it's extremely, extremely frustrating at times because like I said, I'm literally doing all this myself while I'm in school. I'm finishing college mm. and, you know, it's it's a lot of stress on my plate because, you know, even like when I release the song, like I don't have a marketing person. Mm-hmm. So I got to think about all the different ways I can market my song and get people to hear it and how I can get the algorithms to pick it up. Sure. Because the problem is I can come out with a song, mm-hmm. but how do I know that the algorithm is going to pick it up? Because there have been times where I've posted singing stuff or like a clip of a song and the algorithm doesn't pick it up and it doesn't even do anything. Right. And so like that planning, I got to plan out all of how I'm going to advertise all of the posts, everything. And then, uh, you know, the music video, I got, I got to find someone that can film it, someone that can direct it. My most recent one, luckily this girl reached out to me and I, I collaborated Love. with her and did it with her cause she needed to add to her portfolio, mm-hmm. which for independent artists, that is always like a really great situation when like, you know, you scratch scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Totally. You really need a person with a good song and that has a vision that and a look that you like. Mm-hmm. And I really need a bit music video and, and you need content for your reel. Right. So it's like we work together. I work with a lot of smaller, you know, artists to kind of because I, I don't have the budget for a lot of these music videos. I mean, some music videos ca- can cost so much money. So much money. It's absolutely ridiculous. And I'm styling all my videos myself, too. Oh, my God. So I pay for all the outfits, everything. And it's like, I'm just sitting here saving all this money. And, like, all the money goes towards my music. Totally. <laughs> Do you ever meet people out, you know, just out and about and whatever? And they're like, oh, I'm I'm a singer. And, you know, they really mean, like, I got off the plane to LA yesterday. Um, I've actually never had that happen, but I do know that there obviously are a lot of people sure. that come to LA to like be musicians and stuff like that. Like a lot of people actually that graduate from Berkeley College of Music like come sure. to LA too. So I know a couple of people here actually. So I guess I guess I have. Yeah. Um, except they're all they've all been you know going to school and preparing for like the LA move. You know, mm-hmm. like a lot of people when they graduate, it's either like New York or LA or whatever. But uh, a lot of people when they get here, like they don't really know. Uh, they kind of feel like a fish out of water. Yeah. But for me, I grew up here like my Mm -hmm. whole life. I was only gone for three years for school, but at the end of the day, that gave a great perspective too. Wow. Being away from here because I've learned like – I could also see how LA is perceived in the eyes of people that don't live here. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Growing up here my whole life, I didn't really see a lot of like, well, I definitely experienced a lot of stereotype things, but sure. I guess I just didn't really think about it as an LA thing. I just mm-hmm. thought it was like, oh, there's people like that in general. But uh, there are a lot of people that, you know, come here and they're not, they're not necessarily like a lot of people are, come here and, and are worried about competing against mm-hmm. other people. 1000%. And, and the thing for me is, it's not about competition. And if you look at it about like, if you look at it as competition, then it's actually going to hold you back. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, there are tons of different niches 
within the music industry. There are tons of different styles of music, tons of different looks, tons of different types of musicians that exist. Like if you're really concerned about like the other, you know, musicians that are here and you're more concerned about them and about making it before they do, mm-hmm. you're going to screw yourself over. Yeah. You know, you gotta, you gotta have your eye on the ball the entire time and be like, yeah, this is like shark infested waters, mm-hmm. but like I gotta do it. And like the more you keep your mind off of all the competition and keep your mind off of all the things that you need to be doing, it all pays off. You know, you take yeah. a little, little steps at a time, but if you look at the whole, you know, it's like if you take oh, yeah. a wide view and you see the whole shark infested waters, mm-hmm. you're never going to get in the water. Right. There's the horse with blinders or you're like lost in the pack, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, which way do you want to want to go? Which, how, it, what is something you do to like keep yourself in that zone of just like keep my eye on the ball and like not worry about what others are doing around me? Honestly, I just, for myself, I have all these goals that I have that I've had since I was young mm. and I'm still focused on those goals because like I haven't stopped. I've been like everything that I've been doing like these past few years has been like setting myself up like for this moment for when I'm about to graduate and I'm releasing my music. Like I've been sitting here like I don't want to graduate and feel absolutely screwed. Mm -hmm. So for the past few years, I like spent all that time working on, you know, like my social media and branding mm-hmm. and, and getting people to kind of get to know me. Yeah. Um, because honestly, like when it comes to like getting support and like people that are listen that will listen to your music, you know, you need to find people that are going to connect with you. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when people support artists, they don't just support artists for their songs. Right. I support Lady Gaga because she's a cool fucking person. Right. You know, and like, I want people to look at me and be like, you know what? She inspires me. Mm-hmm. That's why I want to listen to her music. And so I just kind of focus on that. And I focus on, you know, being able to connect with other people through what I do and like help people that like might have felt, you know, ways that I've felt when, when I was younger and like I didn't feel like I had any way out of it like I've been able to connect with people through that so I've just been um just trying to keep keep my eye on the ball no matter what and and you know if anything instead of thinking about things as competition I think of things as it's like if I support these musicians mm-hmm. I'm gonna get support back you give yeah. people love you get love back you know obviously you're bound to get hate in any situation anyways but like if you support artists and if you come to LA and you're a new artist if you come here and you're like oh now I gotta worry competition oh they're probably really snooty oh blah, blah. it's not gonna work yeah you gotta come here and, and and be like you know how can we help each other oh mm. that that person you know just came out with a new song i'm gonna post about their music and i'm gonna share it and i'm gonna uplift them because guess what they'll probably do that for me too yeah. so rather than working on you know thinking about the competition you think about how you guys can help each other and work with each other yeah i have heard something it's like you got to be a go-giver Like you go and you give and you keep giving for other people. And like, instead of like, you know, what can you do for me? It's what can I do for you? And that will always come back. Yeah. But it's sometimes, you know, it's tricky, you know, and I've, I didn't grow up here, but like, I've definitely had my maybe first bout of like jadedness. It's not fun. And like, you know, it's like, Oh, it's almost like a, you, I mean, it also happened during COVID. So it's like the worst feeling. You just feel like you are locked in your own, like worst head space about it. And mm-hmm. I think the best thing is to tap into what you're saying. Yeah. Go back, go give, mm-hmm. you know, 
and just be supportive and like, it will come back, but you know, it's not the easiest thing sometimes. Oh yeah. But you know, I mean, you, you get what you give. So Mm -hmm. you just gotta like, I mean, it's, it definitely does get tough because I mean, there are a lot of people in LA that are like so, so talented Mm -hmm. and like, maybe I feel intimidated by them, Yeah, but competition is such a high school thing. Yeah. And now like there's, you know, a couple artists that I've found recently that are like emerging LA artists who are like getting really big. And if anything, I'm like, that shit inspires me. Yeah. That makes me want to work harder. Mm -hmm. Not because I need to compete with them or beat them, but because if they they did it, it, I'm going to need to work. I should be able to do it too. Exactly. I totally, Oh, I love that. I, I felt that way before too. I'm like, if you can do it and I know like, I can, I'm just as qualified and, you know, my heart's in just the right place too. Like I can do it too, which I love. I also love something else you said about Lady Gaga. You were saying that you really like her also for who she is. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's something positive that's really changed in entertainment in general. Like it used to be like, you know, they, at least when I felt like when I was a kid, like I liked it for the song and the look. Mm -hmm. And now because of this is a positive for social because of social. And like, also, you know, I feel like a lot of actors who are really big or singers who are really big, you know, now they have brands or they, you know, make things. I feel like you actually do like them more for the person too, not just what they do as a craft, you know? So it's like, a little bit more married. Definitely. And because people are tying like the the person's personality to their music and they're focusing on that more, mm-hmm. that also means that if you're a musician <laughs> and you say something, I don't know, homophobic. Bad. <laughs> maybe people won't support your music right. as much. So now because that matters, I mean, there are musicians like, you know, in the past, like when you said people didn't, you know, tie it to right. personality as much. There are musicians that got away with a lot more. Back right. Oh, <laughs> you that's know? so They got true. away with a lot more and now they can't get away. We got cancel culture. We got, yeah. like, we got all eyes on these people and everything that they do, you know, it's like, right. you see if they've gone to a big party wearing no mask. Right. You can see like there are tons of different things that we have access There's to There's just now. a lot more like that. Yeah. But I, you know what? That's the first time I've really had that realization too of like we are holding you a little bit more accountable to your fame. Yeah. I always think about it in terms of a cancel, you know, but like, you know what? Yeah. Like you, you are in charge of this brand, this name, whatever. Like, yeah. you know what? Yeah. You, you do need to speak your mind when you need to speak your mind. And you know what? Like also you need to say what you need to say when you need to say it and people don't like it. That's part of who you are and they need to know that's who you are. Yeah. But that, that also goes to show that conflict resolution and stuff like mm-hmm. that as an artist, you've got to be good at it. Yeah. <laughs> we are human beings. All right. And I'm yeah. sitting here and I'm like, I will fuck up sometimes in my life. Mm-hmm. I know I will. We all do. So you got to know exactly how to hold accountability. You got to know how to, how to talk to your fans like you're a human being and not mm-hmm. just like sitting here reading something that you typed on a script or whatever you're being, how to have it right. out to your head while you're reading it. You know, totally. you got to be genuine. Totally prepped into that, whatever, yeah. versus truly being in that situation. Yeah. And, and being genuine mm-hmm. is a lot more valued now. And like, you know, that, that is something that like, you know, I could hear, you know, there's, there's a girl that, that I'm obsessed with. Her name is Mothica. Um, mm-hmm. and she's amazing and she's an amazing artist. And, um, I first listened to her music and I loved her songs, but then the more that I read into her and who she is and, and why she writes about the things that she does. And it's kind of, we kind of have similar purposes as to why we write mm-hmm. music. 
um, to like help other people. And I know she deals with like mental health stuff. And, um, but it made me finding out more about her, like diving into that, even after discovering her music, made me love her music even mm-hmm. more than I did. Yeah. I you know? totally feel that. It really does have impact. Right. I feel the same way with actors. Like there's certain, like Leighton Meester was a big one for me. Like just finding out like where she came from, even though that wasn't my story at all. Like her parents were in jail and like, you know, she came from like a kind of rough upbringing and, you know, but I was like, wow, like I like you even more as an actor because you went through this, you know? Mm. So it, it, I kind of like that part about social. Usually I'm kind of like anti-social like exposure. I'm like, oh, like we're two in each other's business, blah, blah, blah. But like, that's, that's a very good plus. Yeah. So very different though. We're going to swing. Let's talk about your new single, Victim Card. Yeah. What was the inspiration? (laughs) Where did this start? (laughs) So I haven't, uh, one thing that I made sure that I was going to do when I released this song is, uh, it was about a girl that was extremely, extremely awful to me and said like a lot of really mean things about me behind my back and like in front of my face too. <laughs> Sometimes in a foreign language. Oh my God. <laughs> and I didn't know the whole time. I had no idea she was saying all Did other people about- tell you? Yeah. <sighs> And I don't want to like give away too much because people with social media, they could find out who things are about. Literally FBI. So I'm <laughs> trying not to give too much away with that. But uh, I definitely wanted to make sure that I didn't say who she was, mm-hmm. but I put her on blast. Love it. Without even saying who she was, you know, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, like she was awful to me, but I don't, her getting a bunch of hate to her page isn't going to benefit or help me or do anything right. in any way to help she me She doesn't need the publicity anyways. Yeah. We, we don't need that for her. We you don't know, want you, her to you know have what? that. Help me here. Her blocking me right after hearing the song. <laughs> I love a block. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was basically about, you know, she told my ex-boyfriend, like, nobody wants you guys to be together. Nobody likes you guys together. Like, all these things. And I tried so hard to constantly get her approval and be nice to her. And, and I was just kind of like, what? where is this energy coming from? And I realized, like, there are a lot of women that, sadly, like to tear down other women to mm. make themselves feel better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously it comes from, it, it's sad that, that women grow up feeling like we're put up against other women our whole lives, mm-hmm. like it's in competition for men or like things like that, you know, like it's, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's sad that that idea is around us as we're growing up in general. So in a way I, I pity her that she's like this, Totally. but at the end of the day, um, you know, one one of the lyrics I said to the girl that's just so bitter about her life, she's got a shit on mine. It's confidence you lack. True. And honestly, the most insecure people are the ones that sit there and say every snarky and mean thing about other people um, because it makes them feel better. It makes them feel better to knock that person down a little bit. And, you know, she always knew, knew I was a confident person, a mm-hmm. go-getter, and that I'm like, you know, like, I know I'm a cool person. Yeah. <laughs> and I know that she was sitting there being like just angry at herself maybe Mm -hmm. you know like when you see some if you see someone else succeeding and you're getting angry about it maybe you're the root of the problem maybe they're not the root of the problem maybe you're the root of the problem so I guess it's also just about you know yeah just in general girls that tear other girls down and make themselves feel better like people you know high school bullies things like that I've dealt with girls like that my entire life Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that especially you know women need to stick together. You know, totally. we already, we already deal with enough shit. You know, when we already deal, like, I mean, 
if I'm if I'm out and and I see like any woman like having any trouble with like any guy out or anything's happening, mm-hmm. I'm like the first person to be like, oh my god, this is my best friend. Like, what are you doing? And like pretending mm-hmm. we gotta look out for each other. We yeah. gotta be kind to each other. Absolutely. So the whole point of the the song is, you know, I didn't I didn't want it to be like at all like anti-feminist in any way, mm-hmm. but I wanted it to be anti anti-feminist. Mm. You know, that's Cause complicated because there, there are a lot of women mm-hmm. who are not feminists. Right. There are a lot of women who aren't. And so that, that whole, the whole song was just dedicated to that. And I was, and honestly, like, it was like writing a big diary entry about it. You know what I mean? And some people on TikTok, some of the, the comments I woke up to this morning. Yeah. Go, go into that. Um, some people were saying like that the lyrics were too simple for them and blah, blah. And it's like, I'm telling a story. It doesn't I am sternly sitting down and saying to the girl that told my boyfriend, no one liked us together. Mm-hmm. You're a bitch. Right. <laughs> like, there's not really anything deeper than that. It doesn't need to be a big metaphor. No. The whole point of it is you're not nice. And I'm here to tell you, you're nothing but a mean girl. Right. So you might want to fix that because karma's a bitch. Right. <laughs> I mean, so, but yeah, I um, woke up this morning to a lot of hate comments because I had a clip of the music video kind of pop off on TikTok yesterday. And I had posted a Did couple. Did that feel good? It felt so good. Yeah. Like, I mean, when it was like, cause it started kind of last night, I had like, I mean, you had put like, so much work into just even getting to that point. Yeah. I mean, the first two times I posted clips of the music video, like they did really well, but they were, would get like maybe 60,000. Mm-hmm. But so I was just posting <laughs> like different like sections yeah. of like the song to see which one, cause you need the algorithm to pick it up. Okay. So I post like the very beginning section and I, I guess TikTok algorithm said, hell mm-hmm. yeah. And within like the first like few hours, it was like at like 200K. And as amazing and happy as that makes me, my anxiety went right. through the roof because I'm like, yeah. oh my God, I'm going to like, and it was before I was going to bed too. Oh yeah. So I woke, <laughs> I woke up this morning and I knew damn well what I was going to be opening my phone to. Like yeah. I was fully, you know, trying to prepare myself and most of the time, I just – I don't respond. I just block yeah. people in You've been it. through it before. Yeah. Okay. I've, I've dealt with it before from, like, past releases and stuff. But um, because this one – this one, like, it, it's at, like, half a million views on TikTok right Everyone's going to have an opinion now. Like, exactly. Yeah. So, that's what I'm saying. The thing, about, is, the thing about TikTok is it can show up on anyone's for you. Right. Not just people that are my demographic. Right. But people that might hate what I do. Right. You know what I mean? So, like – I now, call it, like, Molly, Minnesota, like, or, you know – whatever in Wisconsin who is like no idea about like anything I, you're talking about like mm-hmm. you've no idea you have no control who sees it at all yeah yeah so it was like I knew it wasn't just gonna be all people that follow me that were seeing sure. it so I, I open in you know like I yeah I got the comments about like the lyrics and like I got a you know and first off I mean I'm graduating with a songwriting degree Mm-hmm. My song has been critiqued by my teachers like a bajillion times. Like the yeah. song I released, my, my <laughs> teachers have heard that. I've been through this already. <laughs> my Berkeley yeah. College of Music, the top music school, right. like, they heard it and have critiqued it. And highly more it. qualified. So I don't really care. Yeah. Highly quite Honestly, qualified. It's like some someone was saying like you know someone was saying it's like it's like trying to tell like somebody that does pole dancing like trying to teach them how to do it. It's like mm-hmm. if you've never done it before, if you don't know if you if you've never written a song in your life right how can you sit here and really like tell me go off 
you know, I'm a, I'm a music critic. Yeah. No, <laughs> see, that's the number one thing that bothers me about viewership. Like some reason people feel so empowered that they're an expert about it because yeah. you watch TikTok for two hours a day and you've owned an iPod since like they came out. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Until you've actually been in the craft or like that industry, like, you know, you don't really have a stake. Sure. Yeah. Art's sub- subjective. And I totally respect that. You know, everybody has their own flavors, but like the, you, you're not doing it. So shut the fuck up. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, genuinely, why would I care about those people's opinions in the first place if they don't actively write music for, you know, a passion or a living or anything in general? Like, you know, but it, the thing is, is, you know, you don't have to post the comment right. because for me, listen, you you don't have to like every song that you hear. Mm-hmm. Nobody, I'm not sitting here saying you have to like my song. And if you don't like it, you're an asshole. That's not what I'm saying. But if you listen to a song, maybe it's not your taste. Maybe mm-hmm. the lyrics aren't metaphorical enough for you. Right. Why don't you just not say it? Because when they comment that, th- the problem with me, with, with that with me is when they comment that, they know there are going to be people that are going to agree with them or gang up on me or whatever. Mm. And it's like, you see something that I've just worked so hard on and put out and you want to start a chain of hate comments yeah. about whether the lyrics are are enough for you like I didn't write it for you where's your humanity too (laughs) like where's your humanity like just don't I but that's the thing people get ballsy with social media I mean they don't they're like I'm not gonna get any repercussions like I'm not gonna you know I can say whatever I want whenever I want but it's like we are human beings Mm -hmm. and like I feel like now like influencers or like in general are not our feelings are not taken into account Mm -hmm. by those kinds of people but at the end of the day they don't care about our feelings because they're jealous right you don't comment something like that unless you've watched something and you're filled with envy Mm -hmm. you don't say things like that you know what i mean why would you keep your mouth shut if like exactly exactly i feel like bullying and like this is like a big theme for you and like in your work and like also even what's happening right now how do you keep like a skin about it like honestly a lot of people I get a lot of comments and messages like every day of people telling me that like I've like helped them like be themselves Mm -hmm. more and like be more comfortable in themselves and like expressing themselves the way that they want to and those are the kinds of people that keep me doing what I'm doing Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day like I mean you know obviously when I was in high school I didn't dress myself the way I do now Mm -hmm. I didn't write the kind of music that I write now so I used to be the girl that saw girls like me online Mm -hmm. and wish that I could wear that kind of stuff or wish that I could, you know, be that outspoken about things. Mm -hmm. And so I want to inspire people that might be in like the situation that I was in to, you know, do that too. Yeah. It's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot to take on. I mean, it is, it's so much. And like, you know, it's, it's crazy because like I've literally just met you and I look at you and I'm like, wow, you seem like an insanely hard worker. You're so driven. You have a mission, you have a passion. And then on top of it, like, I'm so curious about how, you know, you're like, I wasn't like this in high school. Cause I look at you and I think you've <laughs> always been this way. And like, you know, that it's exciting to see someone come into their own, you know, cause especially for yeah. someone who's new to you. I'm like, Oh, this is how you've always been. Yeah. I mean, the first thing I did when I graduated high school was I sold 
pretty much every single article of clothing that I owned in high school. I don't really own any clothes at all anymore that I owned in high school, like maybe like one thing. And I just decided that I was going to start living my life the way that I wanted to live it. And I was, when I did this, I was in a place called Prince Edward Island in Canada for my oh, wow. first two years of school. Okay. It was like a Berkeley partner program Okay, there. okay. I saved a lot of money. Very good. We love that. <laughs> so... I went there and I was like, I'm in this small little town. Like, you know, if anything, I'm never going to see most of these people again. So this is the perfect place for me to just like, you know, start over and dress how I want. I used to get complimented by like old ladies there. It was like the cutest thing ever. Like, yeah, usually a lot of, in LA, usually the older people are the ones that are like calling me Satan, judgy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but when I was in Canada, like all these little old ladies like commenting my outfit. And I actually did like my first music video when I was in Canada. And it was like right after I had just like changed my style and like gotten rid of all the old stuff. And, um, uh, so that was really cool too, because I was able to kind of like, you know, be like, this is my debut of like who I am now. I'm tired of like hiding this right. part of me. I mean, when I was in high school, I think I came to school one time with like purple eyebrows that matched my eye makeup mm -hmm. and I got bullied for it. Like Ugh. they were so mean and it's crazy because it's like, if I got bullied for that, right. they would have ripped me to shreds if I wore the kind of stuff I wear now, if I did mm -hmm. the kind of makeup that I do now there. Like, they would not, you know, like, if I could go back in time. Mm -hmm. I did do an alumni show at my old high school. Yeah, you did. Recently. <laughs> and how did that go? It went really well. And, and honestly, the main reason I did it was because I was like, I want to walk back into this school in something that uh, they cannot dress code me because I don't go no. here anymore. So I wear a spaghetti stuff dress. Also the most um, <laughs> obnoxious thing that's ever existed. So obnoxious, so obnoxious. But... It was honestly so therapeutic going back to the place that I grew up performing a crap ton in, in like choir and all that, mm -hmm. but like visioned as the person that I really, really wanted to be on that stage. Like yeah. I wasn't allowed to dye my hair in high school because I've mm -hmm. choired everything too. So it was just like really cool, like coming there and like people that hadn't seen me in ages, yeah. people that hadn't seen me perform in a long time, seeing me perform something that not only I wrote, but something that completely is me now. And I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to kind of figure out what's going to be pleasing to other people. I don't care. I went in there, I did the damn song and so many people were so nice about it. Yeah. And I was like, all right, lit. And also it felt very therapeutic. It felt yeah. like a weight lifted off my shoulders because I had dealt with a crap ton of like feeling put into a box in high school. And there's something so freeing about waltzing into that same high school and singing a song about mean girls. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's way cheaper than um, a million therapy sessions. Exactly. So. And like, you know what? You're going to always have that memory. Yeah. And how good did it feel? Yeah, really good. Like really so good. good. Honestly, like, I mean, even just performing my songs live now is a crazy feeling because of COVID. I wasn't able to like, mm. you know, do that for a while. So like, it hasn't been until like recently that I've been hearing full bands playing my song. Like, wow. I'm literally like. I got chills <laughs> thinking about that. Oh my God. I'm literally like, I can hear it in the, in the song and everything. Right. But recently I had like, I've had like two gigs recently. And like, those are the two times I did the victim car. And like hearing it with a full band, I literally just want to start crying. I'm like, because then it feels so real, right? Because it's like we did all of this, like, you know, it's in the, the audio and you all did all line, of this but, though. Yeah. You did. Well, no, also you, my producer. But, well, yeah. your producer too, but like, I mean, do you know how impressive that is? Thank you. It, you should be so proud. Like, you really Thanks. should. And like the way you talk about it, like, you are so in 
in for like the right reasons. Thank and that's going to carry you forever, you know? And like, oh, I just like, I think about like all the hard work that it must have ha- gone into like hearing that first live show or like the music video going literally viral. Yeah. You know, wow. Yeah. It's I a mean, lot. It's honestly like, I really, really did not expect like the, the clip of the music video to like go off that much. But I woke up this morning and I gained like 4,000 Spotify streams overnight. Shut up. Yeah. And I was literally like, oh my God. And recently I've been feeling like this moment in my life is very, very significant. Yeah. And I know it is, and I will figure out even more of how significant it is later on, but I feel like for some reason I just feel that now is mm. like a time in my life where things are going to start changing. This is the dumbest thing to ask because <laughs> I feel like you're a songwriter, so you definitely do. Do you journal? I do journal. Sometimes, I mean, a lot of the time, like, I'll write, like, you know, if I have random like lyrics that I think of, like maybe I'm like, oh, I need to put this line in a song or something. I have like pages of just like, if I need to start writing a song, I just go through these pages and yeah. I call them song seeds. So like things Ooh, that helps. I love that. Sprout a little flower. Um, and I go through all my song seeds and stuff like that and look through all of them. And I actually like learned a lot of that in college. You just like keep it all in writing, like in handwriting because like with, with technology and everything, like I don't know, my phone crashes <sighs> and there go like a bunch of songs I just wrote. I'm addicted to <laughs> pen and paper anyways. You yeah. Know? But write how you feel right now because I'm really curious to see like how significant this time is and when it comes back, like how it feels again. Yeah, I definitely will. I should like, I don't know, I should like make like a, I should just like document it or something yeah. in some <laughs> You should. You absolutely should. Yeah. Well, you are literally such a doll. Like I said, I am blown away by how like hardworking and driven. I'm so excited to see what is in store for you. I feel like so many good things, but also like sometimes I say that and I'm like, so many good things are going to happen to you. I like believe you're going to make them happen. <laughs> so like, I'm like, have no doubt. Tell us what's next for you. Where can we find you? All the good stuff. Okay. So I actually am working on an EP that's almost done. Ah, tell so us about that. It's going to be a total of five songs, including the victim card. This is so dumb. What does EP mean? <laughs> so I honestly, I don't remember okay, exactly cool. what the letters are, but it's less than 10 songs. Okay, great. Or Thank less you. than nine or something. But it's not It's not as much as an album, but it's like, yeah. It's Very good. Okay. So your EP is coming up. Yes. I feel really cool saying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm I'm working on getting that one done soon so that I can... I, wanted, I really wanted to put Victim Card out because Victim Card was supposed to just be on the EP and I wasn't even going to release mm-hmm. it as a single, but I released it as a single first because I was like, I need to give them something yeah. to kind of like, you know, look forward to everything. I, can get behind that very much. Um, so my EP will be coming out soon and it's actually going to be called The Power Vested in Me. <gasps> so that's what I decided to name it. And uh, it should be, I, I'm thinking October, but I really want to make a music video at least Ooh. for one of them. So I'm thinking maybe November. I'm not sure. But yeah, my socials coming. are all Maya Carly, M-A-Y-A-K-A-R-L-I. And that's kind of like, I mean, Carly's my middle name. It's mm. not like, but I was like, Maya Carly kind of sounds like you know how people say like mary jane or yeah. things like that you good know? brain um but yeah so that's all my social stuff yeah well thank you so much for coming on the podcast thank you for having me oh my gosh fun. of course literally we have to do an update and you have to tell us all the things that have come in your hell yeah of course yeah i love right. it thanks so much <laughs> thank you thanks guys for listening we'll see you next week 
Thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much to Maya for being so open, so honest, and just really getting into what it's like to be a singer songwriter. And please do not forget to check out her newest single, Victim Card, in her EP coming soon. Thanks so much, guys. See you next week. (laughs) 